after 56 years, the Astros finally won a World Series game, and it only took a miracle comeback, a blown save, and RG, five years off of my life. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it took a lot of years off of all our lives, right? We've all went through a lot of antacid, tore out a lot of hair there. We're probably kicking and throwing things. Uh, we were pretty much all going nuts. But a win is a win. It was beautiful. Once finally Chris Domensky got that final strikeout of Yasiel Puig, I mean, everybody was probably jumping up and down and just also breathing a huge sigh of relief. Only about 100 things to talk about. Where do you want to go first? I mean, I don't know where to start. <laughs> oh. Well, first of all, I mean, let's congratulate the Astros because this is the reason why they're in the World Series. This is the reason why they won 101 games. This is the reason why when they were down 3-2, to two, they came back and they beat the Yankees and they advanced the World Series against these formidable Dodgers. It's because they have heart. And for me, a, a lasting image is actually going to be of Justin Verlander coming out there and screaming to the team after the, the Dodgers had tied the game again that, hey, you guys can win this. We're good. It kind of reminds me of what P Henner Pence did that one time when he fired up the Giants and he said, come on, I know we can win this thing against the Cincinnati Reds. It was in the divisional series and they were down and he just said, we're the better team. We can win this thing. And sometimes you just need that kind of spark. I mean, the Astros, they didn't give up. And then, of course, Cameron Mabin getting on with that walk. A walk always leads. So we talked about it last night. We talked about Chris Taylor uh, being able to get that walk. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, and he, I, I it was uh, first it was Justin Turner in game one and then Corey Seager in game two. You saw that with Cameron Mabin. He gets a walk. He steals a base. That was a key steal. It, it all of a sudden you know, makes Brandon McCarthy kind of have to, you know, look over his shoulder. How do I pitch George Springer after he steals the base? And, you know, knowing a man's in scoring position now and a base hit could score a run that could be the go ahead run. Instead, George Springer parks it over the fence. And I mean, that everybody was electric then. And this was like Ali Frazier, right? I mean, we want to go back to the old reference. I mean, just two Hollywood, I mean, heavyweights just slugging it out. And also in Hollywood, I mean, this reminded me of Hollywood, just kind of the storybook ending. It's just like, you think you finally did it, you know, like Indiana Jones is running and he finally is going to get it. And then all of a sudden there's another twist and turn, right? <laughs> so, I mean, you have these things that happen and all of a sudden, you know, there's a happy ending, at least for Astros fans. I know Los Angeles Dodger fans aren't feeling the same way, but I mean, this was historic for the Astros. Great win. It's only one win, but it still feels great to come and get a split at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, if Davinsky had walked Puig, I half expected Kirk Gibson to walk out of the dugout limping or something like that. Yeah, it felt very Hollywood. A.J. Hinch might have the quote of the game that kind of sums it all up, though. He said, we're not here if Marwin Gonzalez doesn't hit a ball to dead center against the best closer in the game you don't spell win rg without marwin i mean that was beautiful i mean that was a great home run and, and let's not forget the los angeles dodgers were 98 and zero when they had a lead in the eighth inning that's just how dominant uh, kenley jansen is he's only blown i think one save during the whole regular season of course has been spotless in the postseason uh, the, the guy is just simply phenomenal uh, he's the best closer potentially since like with his you know, cut fastball since uh, Mariano Rivera. So, I mean, to actually break through against him, it's not only, it's big psychologically too, because this is something the Astros know. They Remember, we've talked about this before. They got to Craig Kimbrell, they got to Aroldis Chapman, and now to Kenley Jansen. I mean, these aren't just like or normal kind of like, 
everyday type closers or guys that are having it. These are three of the best closers consistently in the game, year in, year out. The Astros have touched them all. And to me, if you're going to win a championship, you got to beat the best. And, and that's what the Astros have been able to do. And I, I, I completely agree with you. And I also, I mean, we'll probably get into this, but what did you think of, of Dave Roberts managing? Because really, Rich Hill, he'd struck out seven Astros, went four innings. I know the analytics and everything. But by the time he starts going through all these different relievers that he ends up bringing into the game, I mean, you know, he ended up bringing in, he went first to Maeda, of course. Then he brings in Tony Watson. Then Ross Stripling for only four pitches, the walk, and then he's lifted. Brandon Morrow, and then finally he, he brings in Kenley Jansen to get six outs. And, of course, Kenley Jansen had pitched the day before, and you're asking somebody to come in and do something. I know Kenley Jansen's done it before and pitched in, in those two innings, you know, and had saves, and he's he's simply phenomenal. But you still are, like John Smoltz said, you're really kind of stretching a guy out. And, I mean, it turned out really well for the Astros. They got that run in the eighth inning. And then, like you said, Marwin Gonzalez with the home run. And, and that kind of set everybody kind of off to the races, especially for the Astros' offense. It woke them up. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you. I thought he panicked. And we've seen it over and over again with these managers kind of over-managing in the playoffs. And it's become the new fad thing. It's the hip thing. It's the parachute pants of the, you know, the teens of uh, baseball, the 2000 teens. But, uh, RG, I'll tell you one of the most exciting moments for me of the whole game. Seeing Peyton Manning uh, sitting next to Jim Crane. Uh, there was a guy that came into the game that he had this beard on and stuff. But, man, he ain't fooling me with the beard. That's the same exact Josh Fields I always remember. Hello, Mr. Fields, and hello, baseball. Thank you, Altuve, and thank you, Correa, Bomb, and Bomb. And they were just smoking him. G- give me some more Josh Fields in this series. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that the, you you can bet he'll be at the back of the bullpen. That's, you know, once you have kind of one of those implosions and you just absolutely come in and are ineffective and the back-to-back home runs, like you mentioned, from Altuve and Correa, yeah, he's going to find a seat at the end of the dugout. You're only going to use him in mop-up situations or if you go extra innings and like, who else is on the bench here? Where can we go to? But again, that kind of gets back to the whole Dave Roberts situation and just how he kind of used his pitchers this game. And I, and I think, I just want to make another point. I think this could potentially be good for the Astros going ahead in this series, just meaning that, you know, the more that you get to get at bats against a pitcher, the more that you see them, the more we know that the Dodgers, now they're going to be playing five games. They don't pitch their starters. You know, they lift them after five or six innings. They want to go to that bullpen. And so, you know, you can only go to Brandon Morrow and Kenley Jansen for two innings and, and uh, Kenta Maeda, I know they have a great bullpen and Tony Watson and all these guys, but, you know, they've all got to be spot on. I mean, we even saw that with the Yankees. It's like by the time David Robertson, I mean, he was just fooling everybody with the curve. And, you know, then by the end of the series, you know, he was less ineff- he was ineffective at some points there and, of course, gave up those runs. And, you know, I mean, that could happen potentially with the Dodgers, too, if you keep using and using and using. I mean, I know you want to use Kenley Jansen if he comes in and can pitch the ninth. And you probably want to use Brandon Morrow for the eighth if you're the Dodgers. But, I mean, you still – you to me, it's just like they're going to have to get, you know, the starters to stretch out some more. And, and that maybe potentially bodes well for the Astros because that's something that they're not accustomed to doing. And maybe the second or third time around the order, the way that the Astros are, are patient hitters, they found the, the, the zone again. Uh, hopefully that can lead to good things, and especially with the Astros coming back home where their offense uh, seems – 
this at least this postseason uh, has been you know much better. Let's get off George Springer's back, kids. Three hits, one walk, four on, four times on base, and six appearances. The home run. You know, he's a guy, RG, I, I've said this over and over again. I, I just have such faith in him and such confidence in him. And, you know, especially after what I've seen from the guy this year and the way he just seems to learn from his mistakes and he slowly but surely gets better and he finally figured it out. And I can't be happier because, like I said, I'm, I'm never going to get too pissed at this guy because I just love him. I, I love this guy. You know, like Altuve and Verlando love each other. I love Springer. How do you really feel about him? Well, do you want me to sing? Should I start singing some like? Yeah, Tom, probably Tom you start singing and uh, blow, blow. Yeah, kisses there. So you got a real bromance going. I can see it. I, I can feel it. I love him like uh, maybe. Um, I don't know, Jessica Beale and Justin Timberlake love each other or, or something like that. Just the two of us. You're going to do that thing from Austin Powers. Just the two of us. You know, I don't know. Uh, well, I did want to ask you, though, there was a lot of talk before the game about George Springer and moving him down in the order, maybe to get him going again because he had the golden sombrero. But, but to your point there, uh, you know, George Springer, yeah, that just is kind of how he is. He can be you know, a streaky hitter, but you always just kind of have faith that eventually he'll come through, he'll come and do something. What did you think of all that speculation before the game? I mean, would you, uh, AJ Hinch didn't do it, and we pretty much, who've watched the Astros all season long, knew he wasn't going to, and all of a sudden, the World Series, the formula, the recipe that brought you there, he's going to take George Springer out of the leadoff spot where he's most comfortable. I thought it was ridiculous. Uh, George Springer, you know, he's a guy that We've seen all year. Yeah, he, he, he has his times where things aren't going well. But let's keep in mind, you know, g- goodness gracious, he was shut by, down by Kershaw and Jansen in game one. Uh, shut down by that Yankees pitching staff in, in, in that series that's pretty darn good all the way through. These are not bad pitchers. You know, if you're a major league player, you get a lot of hits, but you get most of them off of mediocre and bad pitching. When you get to this point, in, in a baseball season, you're play, pitch, playing, pitching, hitting against the best guys in the game. And so sometimes you're going to have some – the slumps are going to be extended because you're not going up against, you know, every game. You're not getting, hey, look, there's a, a Jokey McMasterson, the stinky pitchers from, from this team or whatever. You're, you're getting good players. I mean, it's just I, – I, I feel like uh, A.J. Hinch manages, for the most part, like I would like – my manager to be he just doesn't panic and it, and it shows with the players the players don't panic and it, and it shows something I mean I, I don't know Springer to me I don't know what, what do you think yeah I, I really thought that he had some good at bats tonight too and that's what finally he ended up having three hits but I thought that first at bat when he was able to just work a walk that sort of sort of kind of showed you that because you know I, a lot of these times he's gotten to you know, a, maybe a head in the count and then swings at bad pitches. He seemed to lay off some of the ones that he would have seen him swing at previously when he was just not in the right mindset at the plate. And then, of course, he was able on that home run to kind of go a little bit. I mean, he was trying to hit the ball the other way because he was trying to move the runner over to third base because Cameron Maven was on second, get the runner to third with one out. I mean, but he has the power when he can do that. So to me, that, that was another good sign that he was going with what the pitcher was throwing rather than trying to just pull the ball and and uh, he was trying to work it to the opposite field and that's a lot of times how you break slumps. Some good fortune, I think, too, by the Dodgers early in the game. That one 
ball that was hit to center field where it goes off the guy, you know, his head straight to the left fielder. It should have been a double. Uh, that could have been a huge deal. The one that goes off of Puig's head that goes into the seats. Well, yeah, you think, oh, that would have just been a double. That That's probably a triple right there. So they, they had some good fortune. You know, the, the Astros finally, you know, got – to, to, to the bullpen and, and some good things started to happen. But RG, we got to talk going down the road because yeah, it's a great win, but it's one win and you need four of these wins. Ken Giles. Yeah. Tell me that we're not going to keep throwing him out there. I, I love Hitch's confidence, but at some point when it got, when your closer gives up a run every single game in the postseason, maybe it's time you give up on him a little bit. Well, you're, you're right. I mean, there's going to be some doubts there. But let's remember, too, that A.J. Hinch brought him out for an additional inning after the Astros had gotten the back-to-back home runs. And here's, here's again, what happened with Kinley Jansen, as great a closer as he is. You're asked to get six outs. You're not putting your closer in the best situation for two reasons. Uh, and, and this is also because a closer comes in amped up. You know, they play the music for the closer, comes in, gets those three outs, game's over. Well, you put him in in the eighth inning, it's a whole different situation. And he, and in this ninth inning, he knew he would have to pitch the tenth inning if, if the Astros all of a sudden got the lead. But didn't he look good in the ninth inning when he was able to get the Dodgers' big bats? And then all of a sudden comes out and has to do after a long rest because of what what happens. And I'm not making excuses for him because I agree with you. I was really upset with Giles and giving up the home run then losing his command. But the more he pitches, the more he lost his stuff sitting on the bench, you know, not being able to find his spots. You know, I mean, that's what you want to do with a closure. You want to extend him out. And I just think that, you know, part of it was also A.J. Hinch sending him back. As soon as Puig had, had that home run, or, you know, next man got on base. You know, they should have been lifted and, and gone to the bullpen then. But, you know, that 2020 hindsight, of course, here now. But uh, I think in the future, I mean, they're still going to need him this series. But uh, like you, I, I don't think any of us are, are comfortable with Ken Giles out there. Yeah. In fact, every time the, the Astros score, you kind of are hoping, can you get three, four, five runs so he can at least have a four or five run lead? Exactly. So you can't keep sending the tying runner up there. I mean, this is the problem the Astros have with the bullpen. And even with Chris Tavinsky in his save today, he gives up the home run to Charlie Culberson, who, who by the way, runs around the bases like he's it's Roy Hobbs in the natural. That kind of cracked me up. <laughs> no, that, that Roy Hobbs wasn't even that excited, I don't think. Roy Hobbs yeah. is kind of like, oh, ho-hum or whatever. But no, Giles, the, I guess you throw him an extra inning, but it's not like – They've asked a ton from Giles in the postseason when you look at... But, but let, let me say this, though. What if he had pitched that one inning, the Astros don't get any runs, and then they decide to go with a different reliever in the 10th? Then you think, wow, Giles came in in the 9th, and he got those three big Dodger bats, and he looked really good tonight. You know, that's what we'd be saying. Did you see my text that I sent you when the, before he started off the inning? I, I, no, I was not confident in him. I knew something was going to happen. And here's right. the deal. You, you said... He didn't look like he had the same stuff. I didn't think it was he didn't have the same stuff. I thought he started to get after he gives up the home run. And then after that, he he starts to get nervous. He's overthrowing the ball. He's throwing it into the dirt, like two pitches where I'm like, why are you throwing the ball into the, how are you missing that bad when you're like on corners for the first, you know, inning and two thirds. To me, that's not a a guy that's got a tired arm. That's a guy that's uh, scared to death. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah, that's just the. I mean, that's the thing about it. I mean, you just can't have those kind of like, uh, at you know, at, like you, you can't have those kind of, you know, pitches. And and when you're all of a sudden you have the opportunity there to to 
you know, throw strikes. You know, he has a good slider. We know that. He has the, the 99, 100-mile-per-hour fastball. But you got to be able to pitch to spots. And, and when you need a key strike there or, uh, you know, he wasn't able to pull back at that point in time and, and throw the right pitch. And unfortunately, if you can't pitch and put the ball in the right spot and you put a man on base, all of a sudden you have traffic on bases and everything can go haywire. And that's kind of what happened. But first of all, that when you have the Yasiel Puig home run, I mean, in certain ways that can be like a rally killer because it's only it's, it's the same thing would happen with Charlie Culberson. You almost don't want to see the tying run come up to the plate where it could be that, you know, uh, or the winning run come up to the plate where you got two men on, a rally started. and nobody. So sometimes, I mean, those home runs, it's like, OK, I got it out of my system. Let me just close it out. And that's also a thing that about Giles. He just not able to, to lock down there and get those final outs. And even throughout this postseason, like you said, he's given up runs. And, you know, you've got to be able to you got to find that confidence to make that right pitch in the right moment, especially if you're a closer. Boy, I'm emotionally drained. I'm exhausted. Uh, it's like around midnight when we're recording this. Uh, anything else from this game before we look ahead? I think with the Astros, it was more kind of getting their offense going here because they showed that stat on Fox that once the eighth inning had rolled around against the Dodgers bullpen, the mighty bullpen, because we've been saying for a long time here, it's, you know, advantage Dodgers in the bullpen. And all the Astros bullpen was shaky and mentioned that uh, a lot this program already. I, at least it was good to see a few things. Will Harris you know, was able to come in and pitch effectively. You had Joe Musgrove, who looked really good, it was able to come in and pitch effectively. And then you had, like, Chris Davinsky able to close the game. And that could be a real confidence builder. I know he gave up the home run to Charlie Culberson, but if he can come in and get guys like, you know, Yasiel Puig out and, and, and the way that he was able to close out the game there and do that, this could be a real confidence boost because the Astros are going to need him. And we haven't even really spoken about Justin Verlander's uh, outing here yet today. And this is a guy, I mean, we spoke about how he's he stuck. was What do you mean, luck. Justin Verlander? Yeah. He gave up three runs. What kind of crap is that? You're supposed to shut people down. Zeros. Yeah, but he gave up exactly. But he gave up two hits and two and two of them were home runs. I mean, that was just really unfortunate because the guy was having another pitching clinic, another hot night at Dodger Stadium. Remember, we had even discussed this on the previous show that, you know, look, the ball could potentially fly because of these 100 degree temperatures. It's this, de you know, thin desert air right here in Cal Southern California these days. So you have you know, what what. Uh, what was able to happen there with Justin Verlander, especially with the Corey Seager home run, strong guy, but it reminded me of that Todd Frazier home run, didn't it? It was just like he, he seemed to just, you know, flick it with his wrist and all of a sudden opposite field, it goes over the fence and you're like scratching your head. How did that happen? And, and the Astros had left so many runners on base. I, I mean, just for this game, I mean, the, the totals that they left on base and everything, uh, you know, the Astros really, you know, we're kind of. They, it was good they finally got their offense going because that was they they were out hitting and they were they were just not able to get any runs across the plate. They were down three to one, and so for them again to come back with and, and Bregman to get that first double, it kind of leads things off. They bring in Jansen, they they score a run there in the eighth inning, and then Marwin Gonzalez with his home run. I thought that was key, and so. You know, I mean, these are all kind of little things. I mean, looking up and down the lineup, looking to the bullpen, looking to the starting pitching. But that's what you know, when you put them all together and, and that's what you want to have. You wanted to come out of Dodger Stadium here with a split and they somehow fought, battled. And to me, this is one of the most exciting games in Astros history because 
I mean, this was a World Series. You go into extra innings. It can kind of now erase at least that Jeff Blum game. I mean, when when he hits the home run uh, and, you know, basically the White Sox go up three to nothing. The Astros win a World Series game. It's in extra innings. Their first one, a hard-fought victory, but just shows the resiliency of this team and the way that they did it. So, I mean, this is a, I'm glad there's an off day tomorrow in a sense, you know, because we can savor this victory. It's almost like that, that pennant, uh, uh, you only had a couple of days to celebrate it. I mean, just getting a tie out of Dodger stadium here, that's not what the Dodgers wanted. They wanted to go up 2-0 heading to Houston and have the ability to close out the series in Houston. Yeah. I don't know if I'd call this one of the great Astros games ever. I don't even know what you're talking about. It was just average, kind of mediocre. Did, didn't really care for it all that much. Uh, not a really a, in a big situation, an important game or anything during the season. But hey, uh, let's just, let's use the force, RG. Uh, the force I'm talking about, Luke. Luke Gregerson still hasn't given up a run. I'm sick and tired of these other guys giving up runs. I don't know what else you do if you're J.J. Hinch except to go to Luke Gregerson. I mean, he's only pitched two and two-thirds innings, and you, and you might say, oh, he's... He's only given up. I had somebody on Twitter say, "Well, he's pitched two. He's only pitched two innings, so you know that's not really a good barometer, or whatever." Well, yeah, but going into tonight, he had pitched more innings than Will Harris. He had pitched the same amount of innings as Joe Musgrove. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know what you want. I mean, these guys have all pitched next to nothing because they've all stunk, except for Luke Gregerson. So, you know, if you're in the situation, it might be time to go to Luke Gregerson. For middle innings, you know, Colin McHugh is still around. You know, he still hasn't given up a, whole, a run in the postseason. I mean, you know, there are options out there besides Davinsky and Giles and Will Harris, uh, although Will Harris was has been fine. So, yeah, I mean, there are other options. Well, I I think that you have to look at it today. I, to me, I, I don't think you're giving Chris Davinsky the credit coming into the game where the Astros had kind of blown it there you know, where it was five to five. This was before the Springer home run. I mean, that was a big out that he had to get to close out that that uh, inning. And then he had to come back the following inning. Yes, he did give up the home run to, to Charlie Culberson. Well, he, he wasn't exactly on top of it because he nearly threw the ball into the outfield thanks to the umpire being in the right place. He did, didn't happen. So. Yeah, I know, but you're going to have to. I think this is a good confidence builder for him, though, to get that final out. Now, if he hadn't gotten the final out and, you know, you know, was serenaded off the field with a bunch of, uh, you know, a game-winning hit by the Dodgers and a bunch of boos from Astros fans. Well, I mean, that would really hurt his confidence. But we know the bullpen's about confidence. And to me, Joe Musgrove at least looked good, too. So that's another option you have out of the bullpen. So you mentioned Will Harris. You mentioned Joe Musgrove. I just think because of Luke Gregerson's struggles this season, part of it's the regular season. I know he's looked good in the postseason. I'm 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 fine with you about like yeah, you know, there's certain spots I put in Luke Gregerson. Of course, you're gonna probably need him potentially, you know. But I'm not gonna put him in a high leverage situation at least at this point. Oh, I would have put him in in this game uh, when when Giles started. I could see Giles starting to fall apart. And, you know, Luke Gregerson was, it would have been up against righties. And that's what Luke Gregerson, that's what you're paying him to get out is he's got that slider to righties. And he's not to mention the high leverage situations in this postseason. You know, I mean, I know a lot of people in the United States don't give a crap, but the World Baseball Classic, he pitched in high leverage and he did really well. 
The problem with Luke Gregerson has been his problems in postseasons past, too, is he's a, a pitch-to-contact pitcher. So, I mean, a lot of times, too, you're going to need – the reason why Chris Davinsky and Joe Musgrove and guys like that have value in the postseason is because they can get the strikeout at key times. And we saw that even again tonight. Yeah, was, but uh, yeah, the, the, the thing with you saying the, the pitch to con- he's a pitch-to-contact guy, well, there also could be something said if you're throwing 100 miles an hour fa- fastball – when it connects, when a batter connects with it, it's way easier for it to get out of the ballpark. The ball was flying out of Dodger Stadium because the 100-degree heat. I mean, that's you have to factor that in, too. I might not, I might not be too upset with the guy who's a pitch-to-contact guy if he pitches to contact where the ball is not going to get out of the ballpark, and that's what you but just wait, want. But, I, but that's been the problem. His slider hangs up there. If Lou Gregerson's slider hangs up, I mean, that, boom, it's just it's out of the stadium because you can hit that ball. Yeah, but there's guys out there like, uh, you know, that, who, who was the guy that, that was doing his Steve Garvey around the bases? Is that guy going to supply the power? I mean, really? Is he Charlie Culberson? Yeah, is he that great of a? Is he Mister Power, Mister Slugger? I mean, that's that's uh, that was all supplied by Davinsky. I mean, I just to me sometimes just it's it, if if A ain't working, you go to B. And look, Gregerson, whatever you want to say about the guy, he has experience in postseasons. Giles. Musgrove. Yeah, and it hasn't been good. If you want to look back at it, he was part of that A's team that that collapsed in the one game wild card playoff. He was part of the Astros 2015 team. That's why they went out and got Giles after that because kind of collapsed in the postseason. And yes, he's had some good games in this postseason, but he also hasn't pitched in high leverage situations where you're putting him in in the ninth in a tie game or where you're down by a run, or where you're up by a run. He's okay, been put okay, in... Okay, okay, go, go, go with Giles. Go with Giles, then. You keep going with Giles. Keep going with him, then. Well, not, look, I'm not saying that it'll necessarily be Giles, but you have other options there, too, like a Chris Devensky, who was one of your best relievers during the season, who made the All-Star team, and who closed out the game tonight. And, and I think that A.J. Hinch will use situations still to go to Giles. I mean, Giles has closed out games in this postseason hadn't been the best but at least again I he just had they have this stuff and and I'm not saying that Luke Gregerson might not get opportunities it might be the seventh inning like a Will Harris at Luke Gregerson but he's not going to be coming in I don't think to close games oh brother just give me somebody besides Jai I just I'm sorry I, I I've had it I mean I've you know I, 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 this, this isn't, this isn't hindsight because RG, I've told you about this all year. I have railed and railed against we've all, Giles. We've all talked about this. It's not just you. A lot of us have talked about this. We know that we all get nervous with Giles. It's the whole reason the Astros went out to look for another reliever at the deadline. They were looking at Zach Britton. They were looking at another, uh, big reliever, according to Ken Rosenthal. Those weren't able to come through. And of course they were looking for a, a big time starting pitcher, which they got with Justin Berlander. So, I mean, I just look at the positives right now that, look, the last series against the Yankees, the Astros relievers, they didn't even have anything good that you could really hang your hat on. But like you said, at least Will Harris has been effective against the Dodgers. Joe Musgrove finally you know, came through and it had a really strong inning. That could be a boost to him now that he's gotten it. You know how bullpens are. They feed off performance. They feed off how the other guys do. And I, and I do feel that was a big inning for for uh, you know for Chris Davinsky. 
Yes, because he was able to close out the game. No matter what you do, you close out the game. You finish him off. Okay, you give up a home run. Well, you know, so did Giles. He had a chance to close out the game, and he didn't. So to your point there, but again, he was pitching two innings. He wasn't just pitching the one inning, and that's not something that he's accustomed to. So I still think that if you're going to win a championship, as bad as it sounds for a lot of people that are groaning right now, you're probably going to have to put in uh, Ken Giles. You had to against the Yankees, and he, he came up. And, yeah, he did give up some runs there, but he did close out the games as well. So, you know, you're just going to have to hope that Giles has his good stuff, believe in it. And, and the Astros have come this far with him as a closer. And then in the offseason, you go ahead and you do something else. But right now, and unless he was to totally have a complete meltdown, and I, I don't know, because, again, I look at it as two innings today. He was a different pitcher. One inning he pitched really well, and the second inning he was terrible. So, again, if he had been taken out after that one inning, you're probably saying he closes the next game. So I think that I, if I'm A.J. Hinch, though, now, I'm just not putting him in. I'm not putting Ken Giles in for anything but one inning. Forget this two inning stuff, okay? Forget trying to make him into, uh, you know, Mariano Rivera or even Kenley Jansen who faltered or Wade Davis or any of these other guys that can pitch 35 to 40 pitches. Put him in for his 10 to 20 pitches one day, you know, and then boom, that's it. Don't try to, you know, take him out of his routine and make him pitch in the eighth and the ninth and do all this stuff. We've seen it. It just doesn't work. He gives up runs. So put him in where he's comfortable, where he got most of his saves this season, which is pitching just one inning. No disrespect to Ken Giles, but if, if, if I'm AJ Hinch, he can go uh, pitch in a video game in the, in the uh, locker room for all I care. Hey, I'll give you the positive to, to end the show, RG, and we're, we'll close it out because I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm just exhausted, man. The Astros are six and zero at home in the playoffs. They're three home wins away from winning the World Series. So keep winning at home. Well, hey, just tell the fans out there: go out there, get in your your orange gear, your orange and navy blue. Go out and cheer them on. It's going to be a tough matchup, but you know how Lance McCullers—he loves these type of moments. His fastball, his curveball, I mean, he's going to be really rocked up and charged with that Minute Maid electricity in the park. And they're going to rock the roof. I, I, I'm assuming hopefully the roof will be closed. Maybe they'll open it up because it's a beautiful night in Houston and, and they'll want to have it open for the World Series. But whatever. I just know the Astros fans, they've been great this whole postseason. You Darvish is a tough pitcher, but at least it's a guy that they've had some uh, experience with. And in fact, George Springer, who was hot, he has a career 333 average against you uh, Darvish with also a, a couple of home runs. So, you know, that's somebody that you have to look for uh, again against you uh, Darvish to maybe continue upon his breakout here because he was really good and, of course, had the game-winning home run in game two. So, yeah, I mean, it's exciting time. The World Series is coming to Houston, and the Astros finally have a victory. Things have changed. They've won a game seven in an ALCS. They split the first two games in the World Series, finally have a World Series win in the back of their pockets, and they're coming home. And, yeah, get behind those Astros. It should be a great series against the Dodgers. We'll see you again soon. Have a good one, everybody. For more interviews, subscribe to Houston Sports Talk on iTunes, or if you're an Android user, download our free Houston Sports Talk app in the Google Play Store. We're also available on Stitcher or the TuneIn app, and our website is HoustonSportsTalk.net. Go!